0: Alright. You recovered from the storm yesterday, all the the rains and whatnot?
1: I did. Well I was here, so I was I was safer here than if I had been at home. That's right here. I got a a riveting set of text messages from my from my family. Yeah, Um, our uncle said that there was a tornado, and my mom said they think that it hit, and uh, which is like near an HEB that she sometimes goes (laughs) to. Okay, (laughs) actually, and she said uh, my phone blasted a tornado warning from about two until two thirty. So I sat in the vacuum closet with Milo, which is one of our cats. Cats, Yeah, and uh, she said the other two wouldn't move, and. My brother said they were probably scared, and then she sent a picture of them sleeping in a recliner, and she said, nah, they're just sleepy. (laughs) They're fine, yeah.
0: All right, well, welcome back to another week of Beyond Sunday. This is Pastor David Bowser. I said my name weird. This is Pastor David Bowser. There it is. Uh, With me today is Interim Associate Pastor Cassandra Nagel. Hello. (laughs) Did you forget that I was going to introduce you there? A little bit, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Happy to be here. Elise and Patrick could not be with us today for a variety of reasons. That I've already forgotten, but that's fine. They are both fine. They'll be here next week, hopefully, and uh, yeah. But so, Cassandra, we're glad to have you and joining Thank us. You. And we're going to uh, dive into all sorts of interesting stuff. Um, but first, I've got a news story for us. Okay. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. Uh, when you were a child, mm-hmm. and parents, if you have listeners with young ears, you might want to uh, preview this part ahead of time. Uh, but when you were a child, did you ever question the existence of Santa?
1: Um, A little bit, but I had two little brothers. Okay. So I had to be more discreet about it about your questioning yeah
0: so you didn't uh, uh, um, convene any elaborate ruses so as to try and catch santa
1: no that like really wasn't something that
0: yeah my brothers and i did growing up fair enough well there was a young girl in cumberland rhode island who okay. decided that she would employ the use of modern technology and the surveillance state under which we live. Nice. And captured the uh, leftover cookie and carrots from the plate that were left after Santa uh, went on. Apparently, he didn't. In mm. f- mm-hmm. our house, Santa finishes the cookies and the nice. carrots. I don't know what's going on up in Rhode Island. <laughs> Maybe Santa's getting full by the time he got to her house. Yeah, I guess. Didn't finish the cookies. And so she took these cookies, sent them to her local police department, and asked them to run DNA samples. Nice. So as to prove... Once and for all that Santa and his reindeer were in her house. Uh, This came back uh, yesterday from uh, uh, the Cumberland, Rhode Island, police department, Mm Oh, sorry, Department of Health. The Rhode Island Department of Health says it was not able to, quote, definitively confirm or refute the presence of (laughs) Santa, Santa, end quote, in a young girl's home after she had requested to have a partially eaten cookie and a couple of not on carrots tested for DNA. So inconclusive, DNA not going to get us the answers that we want on Santa. There we have it definitively uh, uh, indefinite i
1: think that makes sense
0: that they could well yeah because you'd have to have, because you'd have a to comparison have, to go against right yeah
1: and i don't think he's in like a database the or the fingerprint database and
0: yeah. it was dna in this case but yeah yeah he might be in fingerprints though he wears gloves
1: that's true yeah i don't think they have a i don't think he's so in it's our, really, it's in really a databases. flaw
0: in this girl's strategy like dna is just not the way to go about capturing santa
1: yeah. See, I thought you were going to say she, you know, captured video footage
0: oh, of him been yeah. c-
1: when you said, you know, modern technology. That's what I was thinking. Well,
0: DNA. Is, um, I consider that.
1: modern. Oh, no, I, I agree. But <laughs> okay. I wasn't I wasn't thinking she was going to try to get its saliva to figure out yeah. who it is. Well, so.
0: She's been watching a lot of CSI, apparently. I guess. And they guess. can do- solve everything with just a little scrap of DNA yeah. in CSI. So, yeah. Oh, well, sorry, little girl in Cumberland, Rhode Island, perhaps next year. In yeah. Cassandra's uh, own words, put up a camera. Maybe you can catch yeah. it. Yeah.
1: You have a whole year to set up a... That's right. Get your ring doorbell. Make bell. sure there's no, no blind spots in the cameras. Oh,
0: that's true. You got to have lots of angles. Yeah. yeah. Make
1: sure you've got backup. In case your Wi-Fi mm-hmm. goes out, yeah, 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 and
0: don't let your parents try to tell you the power went out or anything like that. No, it's all lies.
1: Or yeah. you can set up motion detectors and then oh, get it, it to ping your smartwatch while you're sleeping. And, and now we're talking. Then you'll, I mean, there's all sorts of things. She's yeah. got years. It's to a try. wonder
0: Santa, Santa hasn't been caught yet. It's yeah, miracles yeah. in and of itself. <laughs> well, speaking of met- modern technology, we have a, a topic straight from the tech headlines today. We don't usually, yeah. we don't usually get very tech heavy in this conversation. I think in part because. As a podcast, we acknowledge that I am the oldest millennial that any of them know. And Patrick is actually like a Gen Xer. And so he's kind of, you know, mm-hmm. in his own little realm and at least just doesn't care. So, but we're going to get into some tech because I've been uh, really interested in what I've been reading about this new uh, Chat GPT program that's been coming. Have mm-hmm. you heard about Chat GPT? Mm-hmm, I have. What do you know about it?
1: Uh,. It's complicated.
0: It is very complicated. So it, it's essentially artificial intelligence. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a bot that can respond to all sorts of prompts and questions. It's from this uh, company called Open AI. Mm-hmm. Uh, I tried to get on there today and it was like, it was overloaded. Like it couldn't take any more or mm-hmm. whatever. So I have to go back another time. But essentially you can put in like anything and it'll give you a prompt. So you could put in, uh, you know, chat GPT, give me a, a sermon for, uh, it's 12 minutes long on grace referencing Ephesians 2, 8 and 10. And it would like... Spit out a sermon for you, mm-hmm. uh, and it would sound like a human, and and things are thus far. It's doing really, really well. So recently, it's raised alarm uh, because it has officially passed the MBA exam, as well as the bar and the medical exam, which I believe is the MCAT. Uh, and so we're nice. uh, uh, higher ed officials are now getting concerned that it's only a short matter of time before students start trying to use this thing to uh, take the tests for them. Mm. Um, but I think this poses some interesting questions because this uh, particular article I found this happened to be from relevant, but um, mm-hmm. they say, let's see where is it uh, fortune fortune magazine predicts that in the coming months and years occupations that revolve around tedious, repetitive tasks such as lawyers and medical professionals are most likely to be replaced by AI powered tools such as chat GPT many have expressed concerns that eventually AI will put white-collar workers out of a job. Okay. So I'm going to let that sink in. What were
1: the professions again?
0: Uh, I mean, they said occupations that revolve around tedious, repetitive tasks, such as lawyers and medical professionals. Okay. You look questioning already. I
1: I just don't know if I'd call either of those professions tedious, Mm. repetitive tasks.
0: I agree. I think what their assessment is getting at is that there are elements of both of those professions that are tedious and repetitive right so sure. if you're a doctor in an er mm-hmm. and you're regularly uh, dealing with people who are coming in with massive head wounds and whatnot that's probably mm-hmm. not particularly tedious but it is but repetitive it is repetitive mm-hmm. and if you are uh, the doctor who's sitting in an office and day after day is seeing little kids come in with the symptoms of an ear infection sure mm-hmm. that is tedious and very repetitive right having been a father of kids with <laughs> ear infections <laughs> you can only imagine how many more ear infections our pediatrician actually sees sure. so i think that it's getting at this idea of there are i mean i even had i've recently had a, a viral infection some mm-hmm. of our listeners might remind remember me sounding a little bit like mufasa a couple of weeks ago uh and so i had a conversation with a teledoc visit and the majority of my conversation was with a chatbot
1: hmm.
0: right mm-hmm. now the chatbot in this case was not diagnosing me
1: mm-hmm.
0: i think uh, but you know i was offering information it was saying great what's your next you know what about this what about this What about th- and then it fed mm-hmm. all that information to a doctor who said this is what we're seeing and we had mm-hmm. you know, a conversation and so i think it's just taking that next step to take the doctor basically out and then that that eventually the ai will be able to say oh well this is your this is your probable diagnosis mm-hmm. and you won't even need the doctor in that teledoc visit i think you know emergency medicine yeah the, the the ai cannot yet stitch me up after i'm you know run over my foot with my own car or something like that jeez I don't know. People do stupid things. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah.
0: Um, so I don't think that AI can do that. But mm-hmm. I think a lot of things, again, or, you know, a lawyer. You know, do you really need a lawyer to write up a will for you? It's basically the same every time. And put some information into a bunch of legalese. I say as someone who's never had to write a will. But, I mean, that uh, it seems like that. So my bigger question for us, right? Mm-hmm. You and I are sitting here. Mm-hmm. We're not lawyers. Mm-mm. We're not medical professionals. No way. I am, however, wearing a white collar today you are <laughs> that's coincidence yeah but i am wearing a white collar and i think it is emblematic of both of us being in a white collar profession mm-hmm. that is both tedious <laughs> and in many cases repetitive Repetitive, yeah right that we week after week say the same things in worship mm-hmm. that we have many similar conversations with people in pastoral care situations mm-hmm. uh, have a lot of the same phone calls Mm-hmm. Um, with people and so i'm wondering
1: go to meetings i go
0: to a lot of meetings many of which feel like i've already been in that meeting
1: <laughs> especially when you only meet once a month yeah. and you don't tackle your agenda items yeah so you these do things that. happen right so you do it again <laughs> so you do it again
0: so it again. here's my question for us mm-hmm. will there come a, t- a day in perhaps the not so near future where ai will replace pastors i don't think so Okay, so let's get into why and why not.
1: I think this question is complicated because there's a lot of timeline implications. Okay. Um, So I think about the timeline at which technology is progressing Mm -hmm. and the timeline at which Christianity is declining. Mm -hmm. And so I wonder about the possibility of the church dying but looking different sure in a sense where the role of pastor doesn't look like it does now
0: okay and that's a uh,
1: that's a large hypothetical hypothetical so that's part of my thought is Mm -hmm. that um i don't know what the future of the church looks like and how that might impact what ai could and couldn't do. Okay. But. So
0: let's take our our, our current context, mm-hmm. right? So let's not even imagine the future. Let's imagine just right now. Could yeah. AI, or maybe put it this way. How, how much of your, AI. How much of your A, or of your job do you think could be accomplished by AI? Because if if ChatGPT can write sermons mm-hmm. and if ChatGPT can respond to... I mean, they are using this. They're using similar platforms in uh, studies, mm-hmm. doing therapy with people, mm-hmm. um, doing interventions in... Uh, psychological trauma situations mm-hmm. right they're using this in a lot of places where mm-hmm. five years ago i would have said no and a human absolutely has to be a part of that conversation and they're testing this ai in those situations and so i'm thinking that the amount of our job the amount of church work mm-hmm. could that could potentially be done by ai mm-hmm. is increasing mm-hmm. and i'm thinking it's getting close to like 75 percent of our job
1: oh i, do, I disagree
0: okay so uh, what can't be done by ai
1: um well, maybe I do agree then. Here's my here's yeah. m- here's the issue. AI could spit out a bulletin for us. Yes. AI could write a letter to the congregation mm-hmm. for us.
0: Probably with fewer grammatical errors than I put in my letters.
1: Probably. Um where I think it gets complicated and not only with pastors but with teachers. I mean with with folks who are in interactional roles mm-hmm. um, I try when I write a sermon to be holding in my heart the members of our community mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. like the experiences that they are going through and I don't know how much of that personal relationship yes would be informing an AI. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, so the hard thing is can an AI write a sermon? Yes. Right. Will that sermon communicate authentically to a community? Right. Like, I'm very much the person who absolutely hates when pastors recycle sermons. Mm, mm-hmm. You can recycle parts of sermons, but even if you read the same text and preached on the same text every week to your same community, you could say something different mm-hmm. because there's been a whole week. Right. And the spirit is is constantly moving and speaking yeah. and things like that. So I um, AI can do a lot, but that relational component mm-hmm. is where I start to doubt. Yeah. It's efficacy, I guess. Yeah, no, and I think for.
0: that I think that's what I find true about all these pieces that I and you know, as I keep reading about where AI is going, what AI is doing the tech gurus who seem to be pushing this forward seem to be neglecting the importance of actual interaction and relationship with a human being, Hmm. right? And, you know, I think there's real value in, you know, like I said, I had a conversation with a a bot, it got some information from me, and then I was able to talk to a doctor and, Mm -hmm. you know, they were able to give me, you know, information and medicine, et cetera, and I was able to start feeling better. I think there's value to the AI. Mm I think there's value in us exploring what I can do more efficiently than we Mm -hmm. can do. But I do think there's a lot of um, human-to-human interaction that cannot be replicated by a, by a technology, mm-hmm. right? Uh, w- I was doing a session with Our ladies' Bible Study. We have uh, a group of ladies here at Lord of Life. They meet every Wednesday, a fantastic group. They often invite in speakers to come and talk to them. And I have been doing a session through uh, these past uh, four weeks of January. Today is the last one. And we we're talking about a book called Practicing Passion uh, that came out uh, back in 2005-ish. Uh, Mm -hmm. five six something in there um and it was uh by kenda creasy dean who was a youth minister youth ministry kind of guru um had done all sorts of studies about youth ministry and doing ministry uh, with teenagers and this book was called practicing passion and it was um how youth basically are longing for passion um Mm -hmm. and the church is failing to give it to them and so they're finding it other places right that was kind of the Hmm. operating premise Mm -hmm. and so she broke passion down into these three dimensions and the last dimension of passion that we talked about today was communion And by communion, she was not speaking about, like, our ritualistic practice of, you know, sharing in communion of bread Mm -hmm. and wine with one another, but of communion in the sense of oneness with another, right? Mm. That Mm -hmm. we are created for and longing for oneness with another, and when we're failing to achieve that oneness with God in an appropriate way, Mm -hmm. we seek that oneness with others in unhealthy ways, right? And so... In her concept, right, in teenagers, we don't know how to express that oneness with God, and so we reach it and try to have that oneness through sexual intercourse and things like that. That was kind of the operating premise of the text. Hmm. As a community, we were talking about this this morning, and I think this is where we connect back to our, uh, our chat bot, right, that we are created for authentic communion and then when mm. we're having when we're having authentic communion with god right Commun- mm-hmm. uh, one 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 oneness one one relationship with god then we're more equipped to have authentic communion with others mm-hmm. um but this is like standing in place of and saying here's this thing that you can have a quote-unquote relationship with but mm-hmm. it's not authentic right mm-hmm. the ai cannot feel what you feel it might know information about you mm. You might be able to tell it things. It might be able to give you a diagnosis, Mm -hmm. but it cannot feel for you. It cannot, um, it cannot empathize with you. Mm -hmm. Right. And people will say, well, oh, well the, the chat bot can respond with empathy and things like that. And yeah, we can train it to do those things. But what you're describing, right. Is all rooted in a relationship. Can Mm -hmm. you, can you preach a sermon based on the experiences that you have had with a room of 500 people Mm -hmm. and the shared values that you have had that week in walking with them Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know that AI can ever do that in the same way that a human can.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I think the communion aspect, right? The fact that we are created for authentic relationship with one another is what stands in the way of AI replacing us.
1: Mm-hmm. Does that you, make us really arrogant? Because hmm. we think AI can't replace us.
0: <laughs> I don't, mm, I'm being uh, the cynic I, now. No, that's, that's a fair question. Uh, yes, it does make me arrogant. But I I think that...
1: Well, that's a human characteristic, so I guess that's right on point. Yeah, Yeah.
0: (laughs) certainly on point for me. Um, I think it's arrogance rooted in an awareness that we are created by God, Mm -hmm. in the image of God, Mm -hmm. and we are created for relationship with one another. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that AI can replace the image of God. So I don't think it's arrogance that AI can't replace me. Mm -hmm. It's that I don't think AI can do what God does and what God created us to do for one another. Mm Mm-hmm. I think that's where it will eventually fall short. But, you know, I worry. And like, this is now what's going to keep me up at night, right? Um, you've got uh, a small church in rural whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll take rural Texas, right? Mm-hmm. Church can't afford a pastor anymore. Mm-hmm. So the church, you know, starts to close its doors. Mm-hmm. And a couple that has been going to this church for years can't drive an hour or whatever more it would be to get to another church. And so they find church.ai. Mhm. Right? And they find a church where they go online and they get a virtual sermon and they get pastoral care even potentially, right? Mm-hmm. Because they have a, an AI that's doing pastoral care conversations with them. Mm-hmm. Um so I like all of the functions that we're describing can be done by AI. Mhm. But is that the intention and is that the best intention for the future of the church moving forward? Mhm. I guess that's the question that I want that I'm wrestling with that I'm struggling with today.
1: Yeah. Well, it's a pretty small question. You can figure it out, and yeah, just like a couple nights. I'll yeah. get back to you. It's yeah, fine. report yeah. report to us on yeah. on Sunday at the annual meeting. And yeah, let us know.
0: Well, and this is the other challenge, right? Is that technology has always met with resistance, mm-hmm. and so at one point, people said the Gutenberg press was going to destroy everything, right? Right, and that having the Bible in people's homes was going to destroy everything. And mm-hmm. in a lot of ways, it radically changed how we. Understand and interpret Scripture, mm-hmm. and open us up to a lot of dangers. Mm-hmm. But it also gave us the tools to overcome a lot of things that were already being done that were uh, inappropriate because we were reading the Scriptures on our own for the first time. Mm-hmm. So there's always dangers to new technology, um, but thus far the church has persisted, and so I'm confident that the church will be able to persist beyond this. I just don't, I don't know what it's going to look like, and I worry a little bit about uh, people who will take AI. And see this as a, a as a full relationship, which is not what AI is designed to do. Mm. That's what I worry about.
1: Mm-hmm. I think it would be really interesting to. I just don't know enough about the technology, but mm. I'm thinking about the the vast kind of breadth of Lutheran theology. Okay, you know, um, every day on my drive. To work here, I drive past a Lord of Life Lutheran Church, Wisconsin Evangelical Ooh, okay. Synod, um, and you know, as you share in the new member classes, the practices around communion uh-huh. in the Missouri and Wisconsin synods are very different sure. than they are in the ELCA. Yeah. and even within our Lord of Life Lutheran Church, mm-hmm. compared to other ELCA El- churches l- sure. in yeah. our synod or in other synods. Yeah. Our practices around communion and Mm -hmm. baptism, right? There there's so many nuances and differences amongst communities that um I'm imagining like someone wanting to receive pastoral care using AI. Mm -hmm. And if they, you know, have a question about sexuality, Mm -hmm. I would be curious to hear what the answer would be. Yeah. Um, because depending on which pastor or kind of which branch of the Christian denomination or, you know, I mean, even beyond Christianity. So I don't know enough about how the information processing works, you know, and if you can be like, I'm a, you know, ELCA Lutheran. What does the, I don't know. I, I, I'm curious because again, there's not that relational element. And so where does the, where does that kind of information that the, the bot would send yeah. out and if it doesn't exist from.
0: now it definitely could exist in short time right it would not this is now me speaking without having any idea how the technology works mm-hmm. either right mm-hmm. but the technology already exists and so to add a layer of information gathering to the technology right. i don't think would be hard right Mm-mm. so if you ask a question of uh you know chat uh chat pastor bot mm-hmm. we'll call it pastor bot uh <laughs> pastor bot uh you know what you know what do you think about uh human sexuality mm-hmm. and the pastor bot comes back of you know what uh b- denomination of Luther or uh, what denomination are you And you say lutheran it says what branch of Lutheranism mm-hmm. are you? and you say elca and then it gives you an answer in accordance with our sexuality sure. It says, like sure it would not be hard for it to do that yeah um it's almost but, like
1: one of those quizzes in the cosmo magazines where depending on yeah. what you answer you go a different
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> direction because and then it's essentially just giving you information saying here's a stance Mm -hmm. on the on sexuality based on the ELCA's teaching right or for right whatever right here here's a teaching on sexuality based Mm -hmm. on the ELCA Mm -hmm. as opposed to you coming or someone coming to you or someone coming to me and saying right what is your experience with this and us being able to say well here's the here's the teaching of our church and here's what I believe alongside of that and Mm -hmm. here you know and that's again that's where that value of the relationship Mm -hmm. comes alongside um yeah, I don't. I don't think that AI is going to replace pastors in the near future. If, if I'm being honest, I don't think AI is going to replace lawyers or medical professionals in the near future either. <coughs> I think there those
1: are, are also very relational jobs, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. I think there are elements of those jobs that could be replaced or, mm-hmm. redu- or or done differently, right? Yeah. And I think the there are probably elements of church life that could be done differently, mm-hmm. except that the church is oh, very, it should be done. differently. It's very resistant perhaps. to change, right? And yeah. And technology is not quickly adopted by most churches for mm-hmm. cost reasons and mm-hmm. for other reasons. So I don't envision any of this happening soon. I don't know. We have a development campaign.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, gonna what is your understanding of soon?
0: I mean, for me, like, churches take a long time to change. Mm-hmm. We know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and churches take a long time to adopt adopt new technologies. Yeah. So I don't see any of this taking serious hold within the... within. ELCA congregations in the next 10 to 15 years.
1: Yeah, I mean, what did you say for Lord of Life? It takes how many years to adjust our bylaws? Like two? Didn't you say it's about a two-year process? That's not just Lord of Life.
0: That's a constitutional thing. That's a model constitution. Oh, okay. So,
1: right. So just to change a bylaw can take...
0: Yeah, I forget if that's bylaws or that's the constitution. But yeah, so for sure yeah. to amend the constitution, if we want yeah, so to, if we want to make a change to how we govern w- ourselves, right. it takes two annual meetings, which yeah. now we actually can do closer together because we have uh, meetings. That, so I think we could uh, legally do them six months apart instead of a full year apart. Mm-hmm. But I'd have to, I'd have to read the bylaws to know, right? Um, and it has to go through approval of the Senate to make sure that anything, right. any changes that we're making are still in accord with uh, the larger uh, governing documents. Yeah, it's not an easy process. We can't just turn on a dime and say we want to do something different, right? Um. And and so we don't, right? Oftentimes we're just resistant to change. I, you know, have been in congregations that still use a, a green book, a green hymnal, right? Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. was fading in popularity when I was a child. Mm-hmm. Like it was the book that we used when I was a kid growing up. It mm-hmm. was called the Lutheran Book of Worship. I think it was published back in the 60s or 70s. Lutheran
1: Book of Worship. That's what I said. I think you said brick.
0: I meant to say book. <laughs> just, it is kind of a brick. I'm just <laughs> stumbling on my words. It's a, yeah. a Lutheran Book of Worship. It is. I am stumbling on that. I don't mm-hmm. know. Anyway um and there are still congregations that use that book yeah. even though we've had
1: the cranberry book for we've had
0: a blue supplement that was with one voice mm-hmm. um, that one came out when i was a kid yeah we've had the cranberry book which is red but is not red because there's an old red hymnal so we can't it's confuse cranberry. it. It's cranberry yeah. and that one came out when i was in college and mm-hmm. so that's been since at least 2006 seven i was gonna ish. say
1: it's been about 15 years yeah, yeah but
0: that's been out and congregations are still resistant to that and there's uh-huh. been a new supplement that's come out to that all creation sings is mm-hmm. the the newest supplement and you know even at Lord of Life, we are periodically pulling some things from All Creation Sings, but we're not using All Creation Sings on like a regular basis. Uh, and, you know, anymore, we don't strictly use the hymnal on a week-to-week basis. We just have a different format for that. But, you know, if congregations are still resisting change to a hymnal that has been around since the 70s, right. I don't imagine them jumping in on AI, on the front on the front lines yeah. of, the, on the, of the AI adoption plan.
1: Yeah. I, uh, I am thinking about the... Uh, Kind of like emotional toll mm-hmm. of a lot of these roles, right? So, like when you were on vacation, I was like the person on call yeah. post post COVID infection, uh-huh. and post your own. I remember, stuff. I remember like feeling so much calmer when you were back in the office because I was like, <laughs> I, like I thought you were
0: now, gonna say, <laughs> I was so calm while you were gone. It was,
1: <laughs> it was amazing <laughs> 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 because. For me, and, and it, it took me back to when I was doing clinical pastoral education in the hospital. Like, when you're on call, mm-hmm. you're, you're the person. Yeah. And um, at least for me, I become so, like, emotionally invested and, like, psych myself into, like, pastor mode that it, it can be hard to shake and it can be physically yeah. and emotionally exhausting. And so I'm thinking about, right, like, what if a... Uh, what if you are part of a congregation, but your pastor is unreachable for whatever mm-hmm. reason? Yeah. Um, can the role of an AI, like a pastor AI, not replace a pastor, but supplement, mm-hmm. right? Like, mm-hmm. like, what if you were with someone providing pastoral care and then someone else called you needing pastoral sure. care and you're like, yeah. this person is actively dying, I can't talk Wait, to you right leave. now yeah. Yeah. right and so i'm imagining like those little focus mode messages that come up on iphones sure. it's like i'm unavailable right now but you can use this to you know this pastor ai and it will uh, send me a you know receipt of our of your sure. conversation right yeah. and provide a a means for communication mm-hmm. in emergent situations in accompaniment to like the human work that we do i don't know i'm just i'm wondering about that in if that would be helpful or more problematic i mean again it's the same kind of problems but um yeah
0: i I think that's a valuable element for people to consider right because Mm -hmm. i think the reality is ai is going to be part of our future Mm -hmm. and in the same way in the same way that the internet 30 years ago was mm-hmm. going to be part of our future and it just took the church a really long time to catch up and utilize it right mm-hmm. and 15 years ago social media was going to be a part of our future and it's mm-hmm. just taking the church a long time to get. Mm-hmm. we have the opportunity to really be on the front lines of this mm-hmm. and figure out ways to utilize it effectively not mm-hmm. to let it take over mm-hmm. but to utilize a technology and to say we can put this technology to use for the good of the kingdom mm-hmm. right and you know I'm, I'm thinking about some tasks even that we have going on in office right now we have Probably on any given week, we probably have eight to ten people um, calling Lord of Life looking for financial assistance Mm -hmm. for rent, for utilities, etc. And we are very fortunate that we have people who generously support what we call a pastor's discretionary fund Mm -hmm. that allows us to provide assistance in those needs. So we we know and we expect those. But it's a lot of staff time to filter a very repetitive conversation of, please send us this information, tell us what you need, tell us what, and like, you know, and it's a lot of staff time. Mm -hmm. Nothing in that process could not be done. With AI, Mm -hmm. right? Except for that actual, like, that moment of saying, okay, we've gathered all all this information. Now we have to decide how much do we have in a budget and how Mm -hmm. much are we going to give this person? Mm -hmm. Even that could be decided by an AI. Yeah, an algorithm of some sort. Yeah, but Mm -hmm. there's an emotional and, uh, you know, personal connection that Mm -hmm. allows that conversation to happen in a more, I think, faithful way. Mm -hmm. But like the first 60% of the work could Mm -hmm. be done by an AI. Sure. All right? I think pastoral care in some cases... You know, you could certainly do like a a diagnostician uh, kind of sense of like, what is your emergency, right? You're Mm -hmm. calling for pastoral care. Are you, is there a death? Mm -hmm. Is there uh, an illness? Are you actively in a hospital? Are you on your way to a hospital? Mm -hmm. There are things there that could be filtered um, that could be used to help a pastor respond more effectively. Um, and more quickly than, oh, well, I left a voicemail for the pastor, but the pastor wasn't in his office that mm-hmm. day and I didn't tell the admin what happened. Right. Mm-hmm. So I call Lord of life and I talk to the office admin and get the pastor's voicemail and the pastor doesn't check his voicemail for two days because pastors don't check voicemails sometimes. I'm guilty of this. And suddenly I've been in the hospital for two days and no one from the church ever called me. Mm-hmm. Right. And AI could have taken that out now in a likelihood if this person wasn't going to talk to the admin, they weren't going to talk to the AI either. But <laughs> Sure. We could see how that could happen.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I don't know. Yeah. There, there's potential for us to not be resistant to the technology mm-hmm. and to find ways to utilize it for mm-hmm. our benefit. Mm-hmm. I don't think that means letting AI write our sermons. No. Though I do. I am really curious to have AI spit out a sermon for me. And like uh, just one Sunday, I want to give an AI sermon and see if people notice that it's like not me. Like just see if they see if they feel like that was that was weird. That didn't sound mm. like Pastor. Like just,
1: I think they would. I because think they would too. Because you won't sound like you.
0: Yeah, I don't disagree. I'm just like I'm just curious. Like, mm. how good would it be?
1: I think it depends on who you ask. Yeah. <laughs> somebody, somebody would love it. Sure. In a congregation <laughs> of our size, somebody would be like, "That was, best that was your sermon best sermon." <laughs> wow, you really turned a corner in your development as a preacher. And you'll be like, "Oh crap, I got to go back to yeah. seminary now." <laughs>
0: that sounds about right. You have to go yeah. apologize to everyone ever. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. I don't, I don't
0: know. Yeah, like if I put all my sermons, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know how many of sermons I've done at this point. Probably a couple hundred, at least, lot. at this point, right? I'm sure. Yeah. Um, if I put all those into an information bank, mm-hmm. and then said, "Write me a sermon using this as a template mm-hmm. and pulling from this." Ver- like, could it spit out a, a David sermon?
1: I bet it could. Yeah, and that that's disappointing. Yeah. 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 I think it could. I would be interested to to read that. So yeah. <laughs>
0: So then we just need the AI to deliver the sermon. I'd formulas. be interested
1: to see how many grammatical errors are in those. Oh,
0: <laughs> well, that's rude. People don't read my sermons. <laughs> I know, I know. That's, you're lucky. You can't, you're you lucky. can't hear grammatical errors. <laughs>
1: no, no. Yeah. But yeah, that would be very interesting. I use
0: grammar I mean. in my sermons so as to emphasize how I speak, not what is grammatically correct.
1: Yeah, so, no, yeah. I think that's, yeah, a lot of people do that. Yeah. I think that makes sense. But yeah, it's, I keep thinking of the, Did you, well, you have young kids. Have you I seen do? the wall wally movie yeah wally yeah with the robot yeah yeah
0: i'm that was, thinking that was about out before my kids i watched that as a oh, yeah, okay
1: yeah. okay um wally. Yeah, yeah i know mm-hmm. it's so cute it's and fair. i mean uh, i think the hard thing for us is that we're in the midst of the transition mm-hmm. right so we're not living in this future time where ai is fully alive and well and accepted within the community. Right. And, and we don't even know we're that We're not AI in exists. the pre-time anymore. Right. Yeah. And so I think, at least for me, it's hard to predict what AI would be like or what a human's relationship to technology would be like in that future time. Because I can imagine a time in the future when people do feel like they have a personal relationship mm-hmm. to a computer, not because uh, because that's all they've known, yeah, right Like yeah. like the kiddos with iPads are, who are then given a book and try to tap the book to mm-hmm. turn the pages, right Like there's just a different way in which our I think brains would develop mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, and we would understand relationship and now the church's role in all of that will be really interesting. Yeah. right because there isn't at least in the Wally movie there's not like a strong sense of like the Christian church right um and so I think that that like relationship with God and with other people looks different um mm-hmm. it's more about like still relationships to others but relationship to the earth as well and other planets so um I'm curious about that like it's we're in a we're in a transition time yeah with this and generations from now i don't know
0: yeah well here's the question though mm-hmm. are we in a transition time or has ai existed this entire time and we're only now like ai is only now letting us become aware of its existence
1: that's creepy and i don't think that's real <laughs>
0: i don't think it's real either but it, you know
1: that, no well
0: if we're already in the matrix
1: yeah is this all a dream
0: probably <laughs> can we wake up if I just snap my fingers
1: spin the oh what's it it's not a dreidel what is (laughs) what does the guy spin at the end of the movie you're talking about inception oh I
0: haven't seen Inception. you haven't
1: seen inception that it's all about like layers of dreams and having a token that helps you realize if you're in the dream if you're not so he has it's like a dreidel he spins it and if it never falls over he knows he's in the dream and then if it falls he knows that he's in reality because gravity things like that <laughs> <It's gravity. laughs> so, other like earthly things so it's
0: funny that gravity doesn't apply in his dream that's interesting
1: well it does but with this token yeah it's fascinating and very oh. creepy i can't watch the movie anymore okay it's,
0: i'll have to go check it out i remember people being fascinated scary, but, when it came out but i for yeah. whatever reason just missed it you know. yeah
1: that's why i said is this all a dream because that's oh, so
0: i was i was, the premise i thought you were still with me on the matrix reference no no no, okay. no but do i have to explain the matrix to you now
1: we already talked about it no okay. it's it's, right. it's okay making but sure. yeah so anyway, AI, I don't know.
0: Yeah. Little did our listeners know this whole conversation has been AI. We're not real.
1: <laughs> We've been reading from a script. That's right. This entire time. Yep.
0: <laughs> this is a recorded voice. Uh, you know, I spoke a couple sentences into a computer and it and auto-generated <laughs> my voice into yeah. this podcast.
1: Just say every letter, every number. That's right. In different emotions. There That's you right.
0: go. Hey. Hey. A.
1: <laughs> a. <laughs> yeah. Angry A. Hey. A. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know.
0: Angry R comes out like a pirate. R. (laughs) R. Yeah. (laughs) It's it's obvious. Yeah. It's a dad joke, but you got to hit it. All right. Any other thoughts on AI, the future of the church, the future destruction of humanity that's inevitably coming?
1: I'm excited for it.
0: For the future or for the destruction of humanity that's inevitably coming? I think Um, we need to (laughs) offer some clarification (laughs) here.
1: (laughs) Well, uh, I mean, everything has to die before the kingdom of God is truly in the midst of us so
0: no resurrection bring on death. the
1: death <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> that's my joyful ending uh commentary for us today
0: it's the joy of easter something's yeah. got to die for resurrection right yeah. new life comes through death uh yeah, yeah.
1: maybe death of ai maybe, maybe death of humans Ooh. maybe both
0: maybe both i don't we'll know. have to see i don't i don't think that my career will see ai take over the church okay i mean i figure. How long how
1: many years do you think you got left? Oh,
0: that's <laughs> a good question.
1: <laughs> Lord of life, this is uh this is how long you've got me for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh I mean twenty eight
0: would put me in my mid to late sixties. Okay. Twenty five would be early sixties. Okay. I don't th- I don't twenty five thirty years. Yeah. And I don't you
1: don't think that AI will take over the church in twenty five to thirty years? I don't
0: think it'll take over the church. Okay. I think it might begin to play a role. I don't think it'll take over.
1: I, I, don't, I don't ta- think
0: we're going to be replaced in 25 to 30 years by
1: AI. I guess we didn't talk about this. This might be a podcast of its own. Oh, okay.
0: That's good because we're wrapping because up. Because
1: we it? talked about pastors. Uh-huh. Could AI replace the presiding bishop?
0: I, I think we get in trouble if we say that out loud. Because <laughs> I, I have an answer to that. We both get whisked away to ELCA jail. Yeah. <laughs> <and> <laughs> say, the bishop, can be we'll replaced? get put on
1: probation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My um, answer is yes. Yeah, I. Mm-hmm. My answer is yes.
0: Probably most of the bishop's
1: office. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about most bishops. But I think the presiding bishop certainly. Yeah. Could be replaced by AI. If they're doing their job well, perhaps I should say.
0: If they're doing if they're doing their job well, they could be replaced by AI. I think so. Hmm. I'll have to think about. I this don't bit. know because I feel like if they're doing their well, job well, there's more relational yeah. pieces to it.
1: Rather than just, like, being a mouthpiece for the uh-huh. denomination. Yeah. Okay.
0: This is all said within the context of knowing that I really value presiding bishop Elizabeth Eaton. She's a fellow Ohioan. I think she's doing a fine job. <laughs> I want to keep my job <laughs> and my roster <laughs> in the ELCA.
1: <laughs> we're yeah. we're embarking upon a, a reflection of the general structure yeah. of the ELCA. So I think it's... I don't know that, I, yeah, I that AI to is going to come
0: into the... Uh, I no healthy I, speak, I, absolutely. I, I, I really think.
1: am. I, I really am asking that in the sense that, like, one of the main roles of the presiding bishop is to be able to communicate about yes. our social messages and sure. social statements, and that a lot of that yes. is just uh, sharing information in a compassionate way. And so I or think sometimes not so yeah. Uh, yeah, depending on it, but I think just even in the sense of like if AI prepared the brief video lecture that the presiding bishop was to give mm-hmm. about XYZ mm-hmm. social message, yeah. I think that that's something, if it had enough information about sure. our denomination and its core theologies that it could do. Yeah. Um, as long as the person that is then delivering the AI message communicated it in a way that had empathy and compassion, yeah. compassion sure. and all of that sort of stuff. But just from like a structural sort of, how we experience the presiding bishop mm-hmm. in their um, in sort of that aspect of their public yeah. role, I think AI certainly could have a role, yeah, as it probably could for bishops, yeah and for us too, right like yeah. because we communicate with folks.
0: yeah maybe less so in the Lutheran Church, but certainly there are denominations where AI could completely take care of pastor searches. need new pastor, yeah. you just put put all your information about your congregation into an algorithm and it spits out I mean, gears. that's
1: kind of what the lCA does. Yeah, but, but there but, is a lot of human aspect to it. Yeah,
0: because like in the Methodist church, right, the bishop just says you're going there. The mm-hmm. congregation doesn't. And same thing with the Catholic church, right? Mm-hmm. Pastors and bishops have, or pastors and congregations have much less say in when they come or when they go. Mm-hmm. In the ELCA, we still have congregational input and we have you know that search yeah. process. Right. So they're, they're a little bit more flexible. I, I think mm-hmm. there are elements of it that could definitely be done. Yeah. Through AI. But
1: those direct assignments... That yeah. would actually be a very interesting experiment, you know?
0: I think AI could spit out, here are candidates for Lord of Life. But Lord of Life would still have to interview them. Yeah. All right. So how do we get the funding to set up an experiment to <laughs> use AI? And all right. I think we've gone off the rails.
1: I don't know. We would need to look into a grant. I don't know if there's a Lilly grant for...
0: For AI for in past or old... Technological
1: vacancies. innovation. And I mean, the hard thing is that there's just... The technology of scripture is different than the technology we have today so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's like how do you connect the like a theology of ai to like jesus's ministry
0: yeah did ai maybe i should did, just
1: apply to a phd program and do a whole uh <laughs> dissertation on yeah. on ai i mean
0: did jesus die for ai does ai need saving see these are the questions i don't know phd program in your future there you go all Mm -hmm. right any other thoughts we're ready to wrap up yeah okay once we talk about jesus dying for you thanks for thanks for
1: sticking with us friends it's a long one if you're still here you're still here
0: (laughs) bravo hey thank you so much for listening to this episode you can find all of our information at beyond sunday podcast.com where you can uh, leave us reviews send us emails all those great things and of course we'd love to hear from you and you can send that to beyond sunday podcast at gmail.com
1: thanks for listening
0: we'll be back next week